Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I am Zeke, sometimes known as Mike Zielinski. Just a reminder, please like us on Facebook and don't forget to subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. My guest today is Eric Valent. Welcome, Eric. Eric is a former Major League ball player. He played with the Phillies, the Reds, the Mets. He played with the Reading then Phillies in, 19, in 2000. Uh, actually, is my neighbor. He lives two houses up the street, uh, which is why he was an easy thing to book uh, for this show. Uh, this show is going to be about your career. He's currently also a regional uh, supervisor for the Philadelphia Phillies Scouting Organization, and we'll talk about that. Here's a show alert in our subsequent show. But Eric, you had a phenomenal career at UCLA. I mean, you played with Chase Utley and Troy Gloss and a bunch of other studs in the major league level. You might have been the best player of all. I mean, you still, I believe, have the home run record for UCLA. You had a three-time All-American, uh, top pick. Uh, but your career in the baseball major league level didn't quite translate. And I saw a quote about that from you, and maybe it's wrong, but part of the explanation you thought was aluminum. You got more, but you had some power in the majors. Yeah. What was the story, and how was it to deal with going from a superstar to a Yeah, just another, another player. player. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I had a really good career at UCLA. Uh, the names you mentioned, Chase Utley, Troy Gloss, they were better players than myself. I, I ended up with more home runs in my career for them. That, that doesn't make me a definitely didn't make me a better hitter. So they yeah. were, I mean, I was still a good player, don't get me wrong. But then when I was coming into the minor leagues, uh, I think the time I was coming up with the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on in the game. And I think maybe my numbers kind of got washed out a little bit. And as far as playing at the major league level, just because it was pre- you know, drug testing, all that stuff and stuff. And I never, I never quite dabbled in that stuff. And mm -hmm. I think that possibly had um, uh, uh, um, hurt my chances a little bit as far as sticking in the major leagues, just as far as the, a, a level playing field. But I don't, I mean, I thought I had a, you know, I made the most of my ability and uh, did the best I could. But definitely with the aluminum bats in college, yeah, I, I hit a lot. And then when you get to pro ball, you're swinging wood, you're playing every single day, you're, you're facing top competition. But, you know, there's just so many good players, and you just try to try to do the best you can in the time you have. You, because uh, I think there's been some talk from time to time about maybe they should do away with aluminum bats in certain levels. I guess it, in the beginning it was because it saved money, right? Yeah, I don't think, I kind of like, the, they've done a lot of um, guidelines to the bats now with the BB core and a minus three ounce difference with the length and the weight. Uh, for the younger level, I like the aluminum bats a little bit just because I think, in the old days, they used to have wood bats, but there was a lot less competition from other sports. So I think the aluminum bat is just a little bit more excitement. The kids can hit the ball a little bit farther. They maybe make a little bit more, you know, get more hits possibly because it's a bigger sweet spot. But I like the aluminum bats for the kids just to keep it a little bit more exciting and keep them playing baseball because, like I said, there's a lot of competition among other sports now. Yeah, there's no keeping question, kids playing. No question about that. Uh, you were a very valuable player, uh, even though, you know, because you were like the ideal utility player because you could play left, you could mm -hmm. play right, you uh, played first, 
and you had some pop, yeah. you know, from the left side of the plate. In fact, I think uh, your best part of your career is with the Mets, correct? Yeah, I had my most time with them, uh, my most success. But I was kind of like right in, it's kind of like a tweener, they say, like a 4A type player. I had plenty of opportunities to stick in the major leagues. And I just wasn't quite consistent enough. You know, I, if I was in a slump, it'd be one for 15 with an infield single. If you're going to be like that, it better be one for 15 with a three-run homer. So yeah. um, as a bench guy, it, my I wasn't quite consistent, and that's what you have to be. You have to give as many quality at bat, consistent at bats, pinch hitting as you can. And if you don't, you find somebody else. But um, And I didn't have quite the ability to play every single day um, on a real good team. So that's kind of kind of got caught in between. But, hey, like I said, I tried, did the best I could for the time I had. Hey, you had five seasons in the major leagues. In mm-hmm. fact, I believe one month you hit, for the match, you hit three pinch hit homers in that month of August, I believe. I hit three, no, not in one month, but I hit three that year. Yeah, I think they were they were spread out a little bit, but yeah, that was oh, that, that was that by itself. Yeah, 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 definitely a tough thing to do, pinch hit. And, well, yeah, because you're coming in cold, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and that, especially nowadays with uh, with you know all the relief pitchers and yeah, a lot of velocity coming out of the bullpen, and especially if the game's close, you're always going to be see the see the best pitching. Now you. Uh, I think you last played in the majors in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, between now and then, like the, the velocity in the major leagues, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't even know what quite the numbers are, but but also the the hitters are getting used to it and seeing it. So I think it's all relevant as far as um, as far as what they're what they're seeing and getting them accustomed to. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is is just the the bullpens. I mean, it seems like there's power arms coming out from the moment the starter comes out of the game and I don't think it used to be quite those guys quite throwing that hard but yeah and then when the game gets late these these real good teams they have real big guys at the back of the bullpen that can bring it how important you know with velocity like that uh, I mean obviously hand-eye coordination is everything in hitting mm-hmm. but a vision and I guess reflexes I mean you have a millisecond to decide what you're saying right or if you can't oh yeah that's why the, yeah that's why the best hitters stick around for 15 20 years it's definitely a lot of it's innate as far as uh picking up the ball and having that natural timing or rhythm but what, what makes those guys good with all the velocity is that they also have a slider or a split finger or a breaking yeah, pitch that's yeah. going with it and they're throwing strikes so if a guy just has a fastball you can you can time that and maybe have a decent at bat but when he's mixing in another pretty good pitch you're going to be in trouble especially if he's locating it now were you a, a guess hitter or no i think the, the best hitters you try to sit in a zone so say if yeah. you're a pole hitter as a left-handed hitter of course you want to look for something that you can drive the right center until you get to two strikes or if I'm, my strength is opposite field i'm going to look for a pitch that can drive the left center so every hitter strength? my strength was definitely pull from right center to right field so i would when I was feeling good, I would definitely try to drive something into that gap until I got to two strikes. So did you look fastball first and then adjust to a breaking pitch? Yeah, and then at times, of course, if, you're, if you know the guy's going to throw certain things or he's got certain tendencies, at times possibly you could sit on a pitch um, here and there. Or if he's not throwing really hard velocity, maybe you sit slider, bat speed type, just so you know you can catch up to either his fastball or sit on his breaking stuff. Now, you played one year in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never even heard of that city. What was the <laughs> name? <laughs> it was Sendai. It was where the earthquake was. A few, yeah, oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah Sendai, Japan. Rakuten. Was, the team was Rakuten Golden Eagles. And well, how was that experience? You got, uh, what, 50 million yen? I don't know what that translates to. Yeah, not, not quite 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a good experience. Um, it, yeah, it, we had, there was three other foreigners on my team, and we had an imp- interpreter, and it was long days at the yard, but 
once you got in between the lines, it was the same, same type of game. They would just last a little longer. Um, very were, disciplined, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And very Practice-oriented, run, yeah. run a lot, and... Um, yeah, really work hard work. They think everyone. They think everybody has to work, and I think um, everyone can. I think in the U.S. baseball, like everyone works differently. No one. I mean, I mean, one person's work hard might be different from another guy's work hard, and doesn't make the one who supposedly works harder better than him. Everyone has to find out what their own mix is. Do you ever see the movie Mr. Baseball with oh, yeah. Tom Selleck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, Pretty close. Yeah, Pretty that, close. That's a, a favorite movie. Yeah, of mine. it's a real good movie. And it was about a. Uh, I guess an aging major, and he was mm-hmm. a good player in yeah. the majors, and he was kind of at the end of his career, and he was trying to salvage it, and he goes, yeah. and he just fights with the manager, and, and he, he's not used to it, and it just, it's probably an exaggeration, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. because now it's not, that guy wouldn't quite be going over there anymore, it's more of the guy that, say, doesn't get quite a chance in the major yeah. leagues and wants to go over there and make some money, or um, maybe a guy that got hurt or wants to go over there and just keep proving himself, but the most of the time the guys go over there is definitely try to sweeten the pot a little bit before they before uh, they can't play anymore really what about the the language barrier and what about mm-hmm. the diet how much of an adjustment was the it? food was great i mean they definitely took care of us first class when we were on the road they'd always have a big buffet at the hotel of, with chicken beef rice salads anything you want and uh, there's uh, there's american stuff out there pizza hut mcdonald's and kentucky fried chicken so you definitely can eat pretty good out there um, as far as the language like i said we had an interpreter um, that was with us, but definitely a lot of pointing if he wasn't with us when I'm going to get something to eat or buy something. And uh, we're running out of time for this episode, but just let me ask you one final question. How adjusted, adjustment for you mentally to go from a, a superstar to, uh, to a regular guy? I was never quite a superstar. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you're in the Hall of Fame, uh, yeah. you know, in UCLA, you said, uh, right? yeah. which yeah. is a powerhouse in baseball. Yeah. Um, all right, you're a very good player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you know, you know, everything comes to an end. I always knew I would be in baseball my whole life, and it was just a part, just a chapter of kind of my, one of my chapters so far that I've lived, and um, I definitely worked as hard and enjoyed it as much as I, I wish I would have had more fun, but, you know, it was such a, such a grind that it's easier to look back and say that now, but yeah. definitely to all those young ball players, just have mm-hmm. as much fun as you can. Don't, think, don't take things so, much, so serious at times, but... Um, no, very easy. You know, I got two kids, I got a wife, and I travel a lot, so I definitely try to keep myself, keep myself, keep myself busy. And a wife that you met uh, when you were playing for the Reading Phillies. Correct, yeah. 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 So, well, anyway, it worked out in a lot of ways. So yeah. uh, that was Chapter 1 of Eric Valent's story. We'll be listening to his story as a regional supervisor in the scouting department for the Philadelphia Phillies in our next show. For now, this is Zeke saying aloha. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.